except 15 or 20 percent of the screen 20 or 25 percent of the screen you just scare the hell out of your clients Clinton, Clinton, your microphone seems your your sound is not good. I, it's crackly and stuff. Ah, okay. Better like this now. All right. Thank you. Is that that's okay now? Yeah. Thank you. Welcome, DVM Shu. You were a missing soul before we could take off. You there, barely made it. There, there is a saying that goes like this, and it says, the beginning is the most delicate of times. Anybody heard that before? Okay. Not Could you repeat the, it, please? The, the beginning is the most delicate of time, delicate of times. And I think it's true. And I think it's true because the beginning is when, however, we set up a space, whether it's conscious or unconscious, it set up the context for the rest of the voyage, the journey, the project, the community, the team. It set up the, a whole context of communication, of experience, of what is possible. The context determines what's possible. And probably many of you have had this experience that when a project, a team, a space is has gone for a while without inspecting the context, then trying to change it, trying to transform it, you have to apply as, as much force as the unconsciousness that has settled. And it's huge for like, there's you know communities that have been together for 15 or 20 years or 30 years, but even projects that have been together for just a few months, so much settles. And I, I can, I speak from experience of, for example, how it goes in a physical space, like as being a nomad, but the instant I'm gonna move in into a physical space, I can, I will fill up the cupboards, the fridge, and, and all of that is, is then a form of baggage in the physical space. But it's exactly, it works exactly the same, the accumulation of heaviness of unconsciousness of like habits or patterns or mm, com like comforts it happens exactly the same at a energetic level at an emotional level at an intellectual level in spaces and and so the beginning is when you can set a context for example that is centered on evolution on transformation let's use the word evolution and and therefore part of the journey part of the voyage or i would say even probably the main part of it is to ongoingly inspect 
the, the comfort, the patterns, the habits, the, the weight in all five bodies and all like in different dimension of the space or the, the person across from you. And as a mage, as a mage, this is the mage training. As a mage, a consideration or a, a consideration about what, what is a mage would be a mage is somebody whose service is to empower, unfold other people's service, for other people to move into their service. So it's not just you being in service, it's a particular kind of service that is about other that is about empowering other people's service. And in that way, when you work with your clients, whether they're individuals or couples or groups or team or communities, every time is the beginning. Every time you talk to them is the beginning of a new future for them. And so when the saying goes, the beginning is the most delicate of times, you get to be there every time because what you can, the service that you would provide is the context in which people's service can be unfolded. So you're a context setter, context unfolders. You don't get to choose what service they do. You don't get to choose how they unfold their service. You don't get to choose in a way which um, skill they're gonna, they're gonna un unfold. What you get to provide is what is the context of their unfolding? And so you get to be at the most delicates of time all the time for them. And somebody said to me the other day, because we have these, these um, emotional healing processes recorded online and somebody said well I'm really I feel scared about those emotional healing processes being recorded because we know that this is only a moment a snippet in in somebody's life but other people they look at this emotional healing process and they they might think oh this is who the person is this is what their decision their old decision their new decision their their survival strategy, they might think this is it. But we know that every emotional healing process is, is a, new, a new journey, a new, a new beginning for their future and for their service to be unfolded in a, the context in them, like what kind of context they have in them. We, when I say we, I mean me and Clinton, because we've been thinking about this. We would like to set up some custom for this space. Because this space would be, it's a mage. I would like to relate to it, to consider it as a mage school, as a possible, as a possible way to set up a mage a, a circle of mage 
school, training school. And I don't know how many mage school there is out there. I've been looking around, I've been going to other training. I haven't found many mage school in terms of really working with, I don't want to use the word magic, but tools that create tools and technology that could seem like magic to other people because they don't get how it goes because it's invisible to most people. And that would be considered magic, magic but really it is a set of skills and tools and, and technologies and distinction and navigations, like navigation tools. The hope is that, or the wish that I would have would be that this is the beginning of a long conversation about how to make many other mage schools in the world. And as you are this, this first generation in, in this experiment of the first mage training, you would probably be, be the most, um, let's say, uh, possibility, like the, mo the most candidate, like I'm missing a word, the most possible candidate for, for the next mage, mage school as a spaceholder for mage school. And we're going to provide a design that is a, is just one possible design for mage school. And mm -hmm. Clinton, would you also help me with the, the customs? Most qualified, thank you, Jesse, yes. One is one of the first custom that is actually more for the Telegram group, but I'll start there in terms of, this is almost logistics, is please do not send voice messages in the Telegram group. And the distinction is that when you send a voice message, you're going through the process of what you want to say and you're forcing everybody to go through the process with you. Instead, instead of if you are sending a written message, while you're writing the message, you get to go through the process and you get to make it elegant and clear and powerful and when we receive it, we receive it as a gift of power and, and clarity and even if it has question. But you get to work on it with, with like time and elegance, so we, that's what we get to receive. And this will be part of this, also, that's a, probably another custom, is the share will be, will be this will be a, an ongoing discovery space and a, like a thinking space where we get to think about how we think, basically. We get to think about how we think out loud. And the process of thinking about how we think requires distinction. It requires clarity. It requires noticing. It requires scanning the space, the people, but also yourself. And we would ask that the sharings that you would do would be in the direction of creating more new territory, creating more clarity, creating new, providing distinction for everybody. So that Clinton and I are not the, we're, we're not the only people providing distinction and new territory, 
is that this is a discovery space where we go on this journey together. And so the sharings, when we'll ask for sharings, please catch yourself when this is not about, oh, I liked it, I didn't like it, or it was hard or it was easy for me. I got it, I didn't get it. You know, I understood it or I didn't understand it because you know, that doesn't help us move on the journey about what is it that you noticed? What is it, what is, how is the map inside of you? What part of the map have you missing? What part of the map have you just discovered about this particular territory, this particular skill? And this will be a practice so that, that you would, mm, it's a practice that we, we would want you to keep using throughout this eight weeks and, and eventually throughout your life. And this would be standing in this, the point of origin of being a mage and there's and as you've seen in people's sharing of point of origin and like each of you when you did like shared introduce yourself from your point of origin it was a you're all different kind of mage but the mage is the person like we were saying before it's like the person who provides a context into which other people's service can be unfolded and what if you never left that? What, is, what if each conversation with the milkman, with the, 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 the waitress, with the cashier, with the stewardess in the airplane, with your partner, with your children, you get to move from this point of origin, which is a mage, a context provider. And, to, and, and a context Providing context also bring, comes through distinction, through clarity. There's, there's distinction and in, in clarity that happens at other level, like nonverbal levels. There are clarity and distinction that happen at nonverbal levels, and many happens at a verbal level. I would add on to what you said. <clears throat> And Chloe, which is this proposal, an offer to take the opportunity seriously. So I've been hoping or planning or working at creating this possibility for this space for us to be together for probably most of my life. And so if so I, in, I intend to take it seriously. And I don't mean no humor or serious like it's a burden, but as a, an opportunity to shift into a, a new relationship between myself and myself, a new relationship between myself and others, a new relationship between myself and the world, between myself and my future, between myself and what's possible to unfold as a mage. And the best way that I could invite you to join me and Anne Chloe on the journey is that mage spaceholder training has started now and it 
doesn't end for at least eight weeks. And the comparison is, if you could imagine that there could possibly be somebody who calls himself, for example, a trainer, and then they set up a thing called a training, and then participants come and join them in a training space. And then afterwards, they're in low drama or using drugs or, you know, attack, letting their gremlin loose, doing all kinds of whatever. And then it comes back to the training space and click. You're seeing this little facet of the show they're putting on called the trainer show. And so I, I'm hoping that you've never witnessed this behavior in anybody. But in case you have, or at least you can imagine it, the, the point, the invitation here is we've been discussing this thing about point of origin. It's to put your point of origin in the mage space and not get out of it for eight weeks, day or night. And then after that time, decide whether you want to get out of it ever. You know, it's up to this whole, everything we offer provide is of course your decision. It's we're opening doors. These are opportunities you can go through. And the worlds that we're opening the doors to, we and Chloe and I have just found them to be the most valuable, interesting, entertaining, rewarding sorts of worlds to explore. And I'm very happy to be here with each of you to do the exploring. And it isn't fake. The, the, the invitation here is not a fantasy world. And, and so when we asked you to describe what you are in terms of your point of origin, there's a, there's a, a fine line between something that's a fantasy and something that's an actuality. We will, the difference is, can you prove it? And we will be asking you to prove what you said you are in the Telegram page. So just consider that where we're going with this is it has nothing to do with make-believe or mm, bullshitting or lying or imagining in your mind that it could possibly be so or trying to remember some childhood, whatever, it has nothing to do with any of that. It is, uh, it is a, a new connection to the laws of the way the world works so that you can be more, you can be effective in new ways with regards to unfolding or as Aunt Chloe said, evolving out, like calling forth or evolving out people's, other people's services bringing their service to life is your service. And in reality, not as a theory. So the invitation, I just wanted to hammer it out a little further is not to leave the space for eight weeks, including days and nights and wherever, whatever other space you're in, never leave this space, <clears throat> which means you're bringing this space with you. You don't have to do this. It could really destroy your a party. It could destroy your gremlin feeding places. It could destroy other people's gremlin feeding places. It could, at the same time, it could make them unimaginably 
more productive or more entertaining or more transformational or more like multidimensional. And so the, so that's the invitation. So I don't need an answer from anybody. I mean, but, but the best way to get the most out of this, this experiment together would be to do that would be to, and so I was trying to think of ways that we could do that. So all afternoon I was wearing a, a bandana around my head. And so I had this thing going like this, like a samurai kind of guy. Now it was going around and it took about 45 minutes and I forgot that it was there because people just looked at me like it was okay for me to have this thing. It was just, it wasn't bizarre enough that I could notice that people were looking at me weird. So I would remember, uh, yes, here I am in the tourist shop looking at possible possibility stones and but I'm a mage actually. So it didn't really work. So it's gonna take something bigger than that. So we've asked you to bring forth in where for, for the entire time we're in the mage space holder training, a archetypal lineage talisman. And so this is one of the ways for, it's, it's probably more effective than a cloth around your head, but it, the idea is to, is, is to not forget the space of the mage possibility in any moment, even when you're in the private in the bathroom on the toilet, you know, and you're, nobody's looking, even when nobody's looking, are you still a mage? Are you still in the mage space, even when nobody's looking? And so that, that's the invitation. It's one of the invitations for the customs of the mage training space. will be over eight weeks and i think even in in every set in every live session on tuesday be op opening many doors for experiments in terms of also researching what i said before this how how do we think about how we think to to really start examining our thinking because examining our thinking is examining our thoughtware and our thoughtware determines what we can perceive and what we can express is our box. And this is a big part of the mage job is to examine your own thoughtware. So when you look at somebody, instead of seeing a person with hair and eyes and, and tall or small, you, you see basically a bunch of thoughtware. You look at them and you just see what thoughtware they're carrying and therefore you can provide uh, possibilities for them you know if you can provide possibilities for them so we'll be while we going on on this journey examining our own thoughtware we will also be offering experiments for how to practice that like how to practice this particular kind of thoughtware for example on the study group on monday we were talking about the thoughtware of attention about our attention and there was a list of about 10 ways 10 experiments, how to work with attention. And there's, you, you know, Clinton can read a book or you can read the book from the Radiant Your Brilliant Love and then think, okay, I, I, I get it. I, I get what attention is or I can understand what attention is. And you close the book or you turn off the study group and, and then it's, and it actually it's gone. 
It's gone in the book. It's gone in the study group. It's gone it, because that was another space. It was, there was a space held with that was clear. And then when that space is gone, if you don't hold that distinction in yourself, then it's gone. And to hold the new thoughtware, to hold a new distinction, it takes experiments. It takes practices. I think all of you probably have, have had that experience. So we will be offering experiments and so, like ex the experiments will also match your matrix. Some experiments will match your matrix and some experiments you think you've already done. And some experiments are like too far, too far away from your matrix right now to, to get it, to understand it, to do it at all. And the proposal is do thoroughly, really thoroughly, really do, how do you say, um, precisely or ongoingly the experiment just in front of you about a particular distinction, a particular thought where just grab it and wrestle it until it is like in you. So this so, is not, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's not that mm, this is not about doing it perfectly or doing it. And in this space, you might have at some point a voice that comes saying, I don't get it. I'm not good enough. I'm like, what am I doing in this space? Like these kind of voices, this kind of beating yourself up voices. This will not help you and it will not help the space. So we're talking, we, we're speaking, Clinton and I, and probably when you'll speak too, you're speaking into particular matrix, or I am saying something for somebody in particular. And if you don't get it, then you don't get it. If you really want to get it, you can ask. Like This is a question space also. Mm. But the beating yourself up, please take out your voice, you know, use your voice blaster, put the whips down, work with where you are. We're going through a context setting set of customs that we'd like to bring to life in the mage training space. One of the practices is to not use the, the American mantra um, um, is an American mantra that puts your center up in your mind and limits you to the, the prison, the intellectual body prison that you've developed so far, but it, it cuts off four body resources. So please try to catch yourself from using the word um and I think that we'll develop a symbol or something so that when one of us is speaking and we say the word um, we'll, people will just go like this, something like that. And, and when you see that in your talk, you go, oh yeah, I just said um. But, but it's, a, it's a, a kind of a way to stay awake in a way that is not, it's not comfortable. And so I think there will be a lot of procedures that we start to develop together that will 
serve as a, as a wake-up call sort of practice, and we can help each other do that. So, for example, uh, two weeks ago, I was at the study group, and I, I anywayed myself, and Shannon caught me. She said, you just anywayed yourself. And so I didn't, I never heard that used as a verb before. I could do that to myself. And I've been, I've been working with not anywaying myself for probably five years and I'm still doing it. And I've discovered that I use it to destroy a space and also to not feel the fear of dead or like open, like an open space, like incompleteness, the fear of tolerating the intensity of an incomplete of an incompleteness. I didn't wrap it up with a bow. And so I use the anyway to kill the space instead. So that I would, I would be, I will be practicing to not anyway myself. So I ask people if I anyway myself to signal me also in some way. So, and so we can help each other. You can, you can ask for help in, in transforming actually the way you use word sounds to shape possibilities or to shape evolution in spaces and you can we can ask each other for help this would be one of our customs that we'd like to build up in this space along those lines we'd like to propose that we don't use i know torpedoes in this space so if somebody tells you uh tells you something that your your response isn't i know because I'm sure, I think most of you are familiar with an I know torpedo. It's just this thing you say, I know, and the torpedo comes out and blows up this package that's coming to you before you actually let it touch you. So your mind hears this sound and your gremlin essentially sends out an I know torpedo to blow up this packet before it can go in and touch you. And the reason the other person is saying it to you is because they have some evidence to suspect that in reality, you don't know in your five bodies. Otherwise they would not bother telling you. And so for you to say, I know is also saying, fuck you to the one talking. Along those lines, there's another custom that's very similar, which is called an I don't know torpedo. We figured it out not so long ago but if somebody asks you a question, or even the question is implicit in the space, meaning it's not spoken, but it's implied that there's a question, what we do oftentimes is drop an I don't know torpedo inside of ourselves down into the source and blow and it blows up the source. So that in fact, using the cr criteria of knowing it's true that we don't know, and it kills the possibility of discovering, which, and this is a discovery space. So when somebody asks you a question that you don't already know the answer to, by you saying, I don't know, it kills the source where if you spoke from the source, you could go further on the discovery journey with us. And so the practice is that when somebody asks you a question and you have this urge to say, I don't know, take another breath, don't say, I don't know, and let a new source speak within you. And it will inform you or surprise you 
just as much as the other person who asked you the question. And in this way, we'll be also very helpful for each other. We can use each other's resources to discover things that none of us before knew. And it can be called forth as long as you don't blow up your resource with an I don't know torpedo. So that would also be a tradition we'd like to activate here in the space. I, I want to just add a little, a little something about this speaking. And this space, I think, would also be a space where we get to learn how to speak. I think we've never really actually learned how to speak. We've learned how to speak our mind. We've learned how to let our mind speak. And so our survival, our the knowing place, the safe places, those is often what speaks in our everyday life. And I was thinking about how do we actually learn how to let something else speak? And when I mean something else, it would be resource, like resources, inner resources, and also, but more interestingly, I think outer resources to be in this discovery, to to move into as a hobby, to, to keep moving into new territories that have never been uh, inhabited, discovered, walked on by maybe any other human being. I mean, how, how exciting is that? You know, in, in a way that's what happened on planet earth a, a long time ago. People wanted to discover the next island and the next territory and and now we've we've discovered it all like now we have photos from satellite that shows us we can go on google maps and tells you every street and show you every photo of every shop you know in in the world and it's like none of that is a mystery anymore okay but there's a whole um energetic territories that is actually way more endless than than planet earth and but it and it takes it, it, it takes speaking to move into them and to take other people. I'm not saying it only takes speaking. You can, you can voyage into, into territories non-verbally and mostly to um, paint the beat, like paint the territory and bring other people and be connected and, and invite other people in this territory. It, it takes words. And I just want to share about what I figured out about learning how to speak. And you might find yourself at different places in, in that, on that path. And what I discovered, what I figured out is probably the closest resource that we have is our heart. Our closest resource distinguished from our mind is our feelings in our heart. And if you can distinguish when your heart speaks, then you can distinguish it from your mind. And already you have an experiential distinction Then something else than your mind can speak. And this is a completely new, it's like mind blowing. And you might've discovered it if you've held space for Rage Club or really this beginner's uh, feelings work when people start discovering their heart and they like, there's all this energy and this power and this information. And they're like, God, I, I don't make sense. It's not logical. I don't get it. Why am I saying all this? And it's because their heart is speaking and it can scare the shit out of them. But most people are mind blown that there's this inner resource that it actually is so close to them. 
And so if that's, that would be a form of a first step of making this distinction, something else can speak than your, than, than your mind. And, and after that, it would be something such as having enough free attention, like having enough attention that is not occupied by your thoughts, your survival, the, the tightness of emotional from your gremlin, if you have enough attention that is free from that, which takes distinction, emotional healing processes and initiation, all of that it takes to get this attention, then you get messages. There are ongoing messages from bright, your bright principles or bright principles. You can even connect with bright principles that are not quote unquote your own. There are messages from your archetypal lineage. There are messages from Gaia. There are messages from the universe. There are messages from the unknown. There are messages from your grounding cord. So, and, but all of that, to let that speak, you, you need this free attention so that it can sort of, it can jacks into you and use you as a mouthpiece. But the thing is, if you tie it up in an, on, an ongoing tightness of emotion and thought and, and um, belief and like really resentment. I mean, you get to know it like opinions, conclusions. I know, I don't know, I don't understand. I understand like all these stuff fills in your, your empty space. You're, you, you start with an empty space, you get to fill it with whatever you want. Mm. And so the mage, the mage is like, would be also this space through which really different resources can speak through them for whatever is needed in front and in, in the client, what is needed to unfold the potential, the service, the service of the client in front. And we often like in possibility management, really a, a lot of the journey of the, the expand the box and labs is to jack in into your archetypal lineage. So that's, it is a big resource. And there's other resources. There are other resources. And so the ones that I've mentioned and, and to practice letting those ones speak. And then what I've discovered the next step is when, when you get to a point where people basically ask you to shut up because you're, you're just like landing distinction and clarity and you have this fire coming through and it's like, people are just like, stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Then you might be at the point in your journey as a mage to learn how to listen better. After learning how to speak, then you get to learn how to listen. And I would recommend to not do it in the other way around because we've learned to listen in school. We've learned to be sit, to listen to the authority figure and to be adaptive and to be yes, master, like all this crap. And so our listening is also very distorted. But if we have, when we learn how to speak, then we have reclaimed a lot of our authority about like, it's an experiential authority. And then the next step would be this learning how to listen. So what needs to be said in the space is said by whoever says it. 
meaning that you don't have to always be this mouthpiece. You can trust other people to say what needs to be said in a particular way that served the space better than the way you would have said it, for example. Because you're listening to them in that way. You're listening to them in that specific sort of way that they can do that. Another tradition or custom we'd like to activate in this space has to do with time. And for example, I don't probably in other spaces you've noticed how somebody will say, okay, who, who would like to be the space holder next week? And then there's this pause or this delay. And there's you can just scan people's faces. You can see what's going on in them. Like, well, I don't know. It's too much work. I'm scared. What would I, what if somebody, what if I do it wrong? I don't know what to, I, I don't have any ideas right now. I'm not really, I can't, you know, all these, all this uh, activated stuff comes up. Maybe if I don't, so will the volunteer please step forward and everybody steps backward. And one person who's, who's left behind, they have to be the space holder next week. <clears throat> so it, probably once or twice you've noticed that happen in a space before. And we'd like to activate a new, a new kind of tradition here, which is to move at speeds that are different from your mechanical nature. So your box or your gremlin or your habits or your beliefs or, or your survival strategies, like to move at a speed different from those. And that what that means is, if it's somebody says, uh, I'd like a space holder for an emotional healing process, it, people, your hand is up before you even think about it. Then you're moving faster than your mind or your box has a chance to be rational about it. And what you get is access to opportunities that your box would not normally allow to you. And so that would be moving faster than the speed of your box. And, it, and another way is to move slower than the speed of your box. And this will be, you'll practice probably outside of this space more here. You'll be practicing it at other days of the week with other people, but it has to do with somebody will ask you, somebody will say hello. And then there will be this mountain. There will be 20, 30, 40, 50 years of habitual conditioning in the space where somebody says good morning to you or how are you? They'll say that. And there will be this conditioning for you to respond in a certain amount of time in a specific way. And so to not, to, to move at a different time than the unconscious habitual way means that either you will already answer before they've even halfway spoken the question. So they're going, and you go, 14,700 dolphins sailed north of Japan today. And you'll, you'll say that in the middle of their sentence while they're saying, how are you? So you'll be moving faster than the speed of the ordinary. Or you might, you might they ask you, how are you? And you just,
keep looking at them and connecting it in a different way to, to, to say, what's your real question? What would you really like to know about me? And so this is moving faster or slower in time than the ordinary way. And so when we're, when we're in breakout groups of three or practicing, I, I would encourage you to, to work with time moving faster or slower than the, than the ordinary way and have that become part of your repertoire as a mage. I would, I would also add to that in terms of the breakout rooms, I've, I've visited many breakout rooms and then it's, you know, I send a message or somebody sends a message and it's like, who's going to go? And somebody says, well, I can go. And it's like, in terms of that space, it's like, it's already uh, ordinary, like scarcity. And it doesn't lead into this, you know, explosive, extraordinary feedback, support, unfolding empowerment. So I would ask you when you're in this breakout room that you're all space holders. So just jump in, say, I go, you know, I'm in, Let, let's move, ask me the question, you know, just, you know, I don't know, find a different way each time to, to jump in, like a different way to say it, to, to go instead of please banish the I can go because we know that you can go. And that the, 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 the saying of I can has very little effect, impact in reality. Saying I can does not create actually any result in reality. Even saying I will, like, so that doesn't actually create also any result in terms of if it doesn't say by when, uh, with clarity, you know, it's in the future. Or saying I want also is very weak in terms of creating results in reality. So the word that we use have consequences. And that's, it's noticing this level of um, subtlety that mm, makes you more powerful in a space. And then you can also notice how your clients are disempowering themselves or playing small or or, or playing scarcity because, because you notice, you know, because you've tried something else, because you've experimented with something else. There's an author that I like named David Gerald, who, who says, freedom of speech does not block you from consequences. And so in terms of being a mage, you have a much bigger, like more radical access to freedom of speech. At the same time, the consequences are just as strong. So when you don't say something or you do say something in an ordinary space, there are ordinary consequences, but then you'll be offered extraordinary spaces. And then when you get a line in the script and you don't say it, you get a question that needs to be asked and you don't ask it. And this, this, the space moves on, the space leaves you behind or you, it skips a beat, there are consequences. And the whole space is, uh, pays, pays those consequences. So when you have a line in the script or a question and you don't, you don't move on it, take action on it, uh, there, the karma doesn't go away from that. And so one thing I wanted to add as a custom has to do with 
probably mostly on the Telegram messaging platform where it's probably, I don't know, you may have noticed in other plat in other circles where there's a, a thing called a problem or a, th a thing called an, it's something is an incomplete or confusing or insufficient or inaccurate. And the, a common ordinary approach to that is to say, hey, there's a problem, there's this problem. We, we, this, this doesn't work or this is wrong. Okay, okay. and this is a, an ordinary, it, it approach, it's the, it's the offer made by somebody who regards themselves as powerless. And, and since a mage is someone who has, who's taking the actions, making the moves to call forth other people's services, a lot of that shows up in spaces as an offer or a proposal. So rather than complaining or like identifying problems, see if you can shift the focus into making proposals and offers. So, so you just skip a beat, you skip the intermediate victim conversation and go, I propose that we shift this, or here's my offer, we can do this. And so it's a, it's a kind of team of mages working together rather than a class with students who go, you know, a teacher, you know, I can't find the, the right answer to, I, like that. It's like skipping that part and going right into a team of mages and going, here's a proposal for a way to handle this, like that. And then we get access to each other's resources as a team. And that would be a, a custom we'd like to activate in the circle here, which is in part conscious use of your gremlin. I just want to say that to do mage work, what we're approaching here in this space, if your adult ego state is in any way contaminated with your gremlin ego state, then the result will be you arming up, like delivering nuclear weapons to your gremlin because when a, when a situation arises and you respond and your gremlin is in your adult ego state, it's your gremlin responding. And so you will give your gremlin a whole set of tools to defend itself, to take over spaces, to protect itself from taking responsibility from, it'll have new tricks to avoid responsibility. It can run circles around most people. So you're doing yourself a really big disservice if your gremlin ego state is contaminating your adult ego state in any way. And so along with whatever's happening in the mage training, please, please, please be working on decontaminating your adult ego state from your gremlin and or your child and or your parent if it's in there, but to clean up your adult ego state because mage stuff works starting at adult and then you get extraordinary. But if gremlins in there, you don't get adult and you don't get extraordinary. And so basically we will leave you behind and it will be, not be pretty. So if you have questions about that, we have plenty of teams in New Zealand, in Robinsburg, Germany, different places around the world where there, there's a huge amount of skill built up and clarity and precision 
to do the decontamination work. So please access that in, in, from the start, from the get-go, as they say, in Canada. And the idea is that you're becoming mage training trainers. You're mage, mage trainers. Because if, we, if that's not where we're going, we're not honoring the opportunity that this is. So our wish is for each, each one of you to be able to you know, have the, to be going towards delivering mage training for other people. The service is needed. And it's been, it's been turned into fantasy world or it's turned into, I don't know, dark things or it's been turned into mm, something incredible, meaning people cannot conceive of it. It becomes not, not credible. So in fact, the opposite is true. The opposite is necessary. So it's, it's a... a, a it's a design incapacity for a human being <clears throat> to call forth or to call through the services of other people to make it possible for other people to serve what they can in spaces. And so your work with other people will include calling forth the mage in them. And so that's what this, just, just have it in mind. So while you're asking questions, while you're diving into this, Keep in mind, you'll be writing articles, books, making videos, doing talks, workshops. You'll be opening up this whole possibility for people to get it from you, how to become, how to activate that part of themselves. Because why? Because it's more fun than watching television series. Because it's more fun than having low dramas. Why? Because, because other people haven't yet realized it's possible. And I've... I think maybe the only one on, I'm not sure, but like, for example, Sophia Magdalena has been sort of in mage training for a while with Vera Franco and, and Chloe and myself in a way, and Nicole a little bit also, but there's this thing, like the closer you come into this space, the, your capacity for, in, for enduring ecstasy, like, like navigating ecstatic experience, your capacity for navigating ecstatic experiences needs to increase because mage work is essentially ecstatic. And so ecstatic is not just whoopee, whoopee. It isn't, it isn't that at all. It's this intense, uh, it's not a roller coaster ride. It's almost like skydiving or I don't ski kite skiing or et cetera. It's hard to find proper metaphors because most of the ecstatic metaphors are either they're mostly physical body metaphors. And we're talking about energetic and archetypal and sometimes intellectual body ecstasies all combined. And so the capacity for that is huge. At the same time, um, it's not, it's not called out in any, any traditions in, that are given to us in modern culture. And so, so and you know, the, the biggest ecstasy we're given in modern culture is buying a new car or something like that. You know, it's just buying your Mercedes or something. And so, yeah, so please take it as 
you know, you have your personal questions, you have your personal guy, what did that mean? Or how do I do this? Or I'm stuck, or God, this just freaks me out. I am, I am, I can't, my brain just went flatlined, or I'm, I'm, you know, people are giving, people are giving me feedback or whatever, whatever the thing is. Also ask the, the meta question, which is the questions like, how do I answer this question for other people when I'm delivering maze training? But go the next level with your questions. So don't just ask the one question, ask about the next level and maybe even the next level. So, so it's like in terms of timing that, and Chloe, that I was talking about before and in terms of speaking that Anne Chloe was talking about before, there's, there's these things called second thoughts and third thoughts or second speaking and third speaking. So if you're in this conversation in a space with yourself or with other people and, and you're inclined to say something, be suspicious of that. The maid, you get to be suspicious of that and just pause. You give, and when you pause, the first impulse tends to fade out and another impulse comes within a short time. So that's the second thought. And so then your second thought may or may not be more valuable or useful or interesting than your first thought, but then wait on that one too. And then you get a third thought. And then you've got three possibilities to choose from in a matter of a couple of seconds. And we're so often trained, like Aunt Chloe said, to follow the grooves that are in our brain from our parents and society and religion and politics and all this. We have these grooves if we follow those grooves, we get the ordinary. So if you pause, all you have to do is pause. The first thought fades, second thoughts come, pause again, third thoughts come, and then you've got something that's coming from something besides the ordinary. And that would be a tradition to explore for calling forth, um, that's what I meant by the second or third level of questions that you would ask also. It's like, okay, here's the question for me, Here's the question from when I'm a mage trainer. And here's the question for uh, the time when I'm, I'm holding space for a mage trainer training training. Yeah, I need that question too. So really go for it with each other. And when you ask the person a question, you direct it towards them. And when they want to give you an I don't know torpedo, you just keep looking at it and say, you know, don't use the I don't know torpedo on me. Give me the answer to the question and then their resource can come alive. So this, a lot of our work will be about calling forth and enlivening and awakening resources that we have access to in, a, in daily life that, we're, that we don't often use or we're not accustomed to using because they're major resources. I ask please that in this space for the two and a half hours, that it, this is not an eating or drinking space. And if, but at the same time, it's a long time to go without drinking. So please, if you're drinking anything, please just drink water. No tea, no Coca-Cola, no nothing coffee, nothing besides just water, please, for this time. It's a, as a respect, out of respect for what the space is because for example, if you drink tea, then you're, then you're having a tea drinking party and it's a, tea, it's a tea party. This is not a tea party. If you're drinking coffee, then it's like a cafe party. So these things are very powerful 
invocational objects. So you might in fact get yourself a specific cup, for example, that is your mage cup and you use it at the mage training here. So it's full of water. And when you need to drink something, it's a coconut bowl or it's made out of stone or wood or some, some with no words on it. You know, it doesn't say mama loves me or whatever like that. Have a nice day. It doesn't say that stuff on it because these are all powerful invocational objects. You have a mage cup and, and then use it like that. So that, and then you drink it for, drink water, stay hydrated and we'll all be happy campers. Anything else on the list? <clears throat> We've come to the end of how many customs we could come up with for this space. So far. So far. Any questions or comments or considerations about any of this or about anything? I have one comment about what you said, Clinton, before about the decontamination. I am I'm planting this in spaces. So there was a sentence I have said, which is just get yourself a buddy and it will work. Please don't do that. If you have a buddy who's on the same like on the same decontamination level as you, get yourself together a coach. Because Otherwise, your gremlins will do the decontamination and you're wasting time. So please don't do that or get yourself a buddy who has done it to a certain amount of decontamination. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would add to that, that the procedure is not complicated. It's very simple and it's to identify behaviors that are manifestations of gremlin contamination and choose one of those behaviors. So, and you can use a team to help you identify those behaviors. It's, you know them from everybody else. The only one that are hard to see are the ones that are your own. And so this is where probably where the idea of having a, a partner came from, but what Sophie Magdalena said is very clear that it's, and, and so your, your possibility team can be used to please give me three gremlin behaviors that I should be working on next. That's all you have to say. And people will give you 10. And then you pick one, you get one, and you work on that one to move from, every time it's about to come up, you move it, you use your intention to move that behavior to the gremlin ego state where it belongs. That is a very different procedure from trying to block your gremlin from doing a thing. This is not about blocking gremlin, it's about organizing yourself appropriately. You're a mess, you know, things are enmeshed, things are contaminated. You're just taking a behavior out of the adult ego state and putting it into the gremlin ego state where it belongs. And then you let go. And usually within about two seconds, it's back in your adult ego state. And you take it out again and you hold it there for 30 seconds. Then you let go and it stays there for 10 seconds and then comes back to your adult ego state. And you keep 
putting it there and holding your attention, one behavior, one precise behavior, until after a two or three weeks, that one behavior will stay in the gremlin ego state. And when it will stay there, then you go for the next gremlin behavior that's contaminating your adult. This will take a year or two to get gremlin out of your adult ego state. That is, we, we discovered this back around 2005 or four, something like that. But we thought it was a rare thing that almost nobody had it. And we thought people could just simply handle it. Well, we were wrong. It's, it turns out to have been such an effective survival strategy because when you move your gremlin ego state into your adult ego state and somebody, like a teacher, any kind of authority figure is trying to control you, well, your gremlin takes over and undermines their possibility of controlling you or of hurting you or manipulating you and tries to do that. And it's an, a very effective survival strategy tactic, except that it's very expensive to undo after you're 18 years old, after you have survived. It's just very expensive to undo it. Anyway, there's a lot to learn really about Gremlin. And we uh, will recommend a couple of possibility management specialists who've been working on it for a couple of years already and are very excited and happy to help support other people decontaminate their adult ego state. Thank you, Sophie Magdalena. I'm referring back to Anne Chloe's request for any questions or comments about the customs of the mage training space and the distinctions and context thereof. Can you speak a little bit about the purple card? What's your question about the purple card? I just... Um, I mean, how long does it take for me to show you my purple card? Yeah, I just wanted to like make it into the space that the purple card is happening. Like people have their purple cards and we can show them. You get, Brian, you saw these? Did you see those? Do you know what that was about? Yes. Thank you. So as a mage, how would you have brought that consideration into this space more effectively? By showing my purple card. That's one way. Then you would be bragging. What would be another way? Asking if everyone has their purple card ready. What's, what stopped you from saying, please show me everybody your purple cards? What stopped you from saying that? My box. This is the kind of thinking, and Chloe was trying to mention, for us to be researching. So there's a thought, there were actually some thoughts and probably some feelings, maybe some old stories, or I don't know. Please research that. And then the idea is the way to empower each other here is to, is to put that stuff on the table. Say, 
is to think, how could you think about this? What are you trying to create? What do you actually want to create? And so if I go like this, I go, could everybody please show me your purple card? And then we, we see that Tatiana doesn't have one, DBM Shu doesn't have one, Maren doesn't have one, DBM Christina doesn't have one. What? DBM Shu has one. Oh, he has one. Great. And okay. So so that's it. That would be all of a sudden you're on a team where 90% of the people have a purple card available as requested. It was requested in the invitation to come on board in the mage space. And would, it's, go ahead. I would ask Jennifer and Kay to please not have it on your phone. It takes too long and you're, you have messages. There's all a bunch of ordinary world on your phone. So make yourself a real physical purple card. And Brianne, I was- yeah. and Chloe? Yes. You, you did not get an agreement from them. Will you do it? I have this one and it's too light. So the answer is yes, I will get a different one. Thank you. Yes. And thank you. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Mm, Jennifer, even in the way that you answered, there was all this explanation around it. And that has consequences in a space as if explanation or justification has power. You, you're empowering justification as powerful. So it was a yes or no question. Yes, I'll do it. No, I won't do it. And about like, it's this, it's this um, attentiveness, like noticing between the difference between what you want to create and what versus what you're really creating. And for example, Brian, after Clinton's question, you said what you wanted to create was that it is clear that the purple card tool is, is in the space and we, and we know that we can use it. Versus what you created was your first intervention was giving the authority, putting Clinton or I on a pedestal of the authority says the purple card is in the space. And, and that's, so it's this noticing between what you want to create and that, that therefore this first thought, second thought, third thought will, could, can be really helpful because the first thought is this, you know, box, survival. Okay, somebody else is going to do it. Okay, what do I, what is it that I want to create? Okay, second thought, third thought. And then you can even ask as a possibility, I want to, I want to bring this in the space and please give me possibility about what sentence I can use. Because it could be that you have no words for it. You have no words for the possibility you want to create. But okay, you have a team. You can ask for possibilities of how to create what you want to create. Thank you. I'd like to share that uh, an offer for an experiment for you to try in terms of making space inside of yourself for first thought, second thought, third thought. And if you explore where you are inside of yourself, if you notice 
the way that you regard yourself. Usually, I have regarded myself as a single thing, as a, a, as a one thing talking. I am a one thing talking thing. And the, I, the invitation here is to trip, triple, triple the platforms, make three platforms inside of yourself so that you're not limited to a single platform. So that you have, it's not multiple identities, but it's multiple platforms to look at stuff inside of yourself. Usually we only have one workbench inside of ourselves to look at. And then we look at the one thing, whatever comes there, we work with it. But if you build three, if you go and make three platforms inside of yourself, then you get three different options to choose from ongoingly. So you make out, you build out these three platforms. And so when, when something happens, when some, as something is occurring, you're getting almost three, triple the resources coming through it in terms of options to choose from, things to say, questions to ask, directions to go, and resources activated inside of yourself. Otherwise, you're just activating one resource and you can, you can triple that, it's a huge amount. It's like buying three lottery tickets triples your chances. You know, you get, you get more options to choose from. And so you can maintain in terms of your presence, your presence, the way you encounter the world, you can, you can triple your presence in a way. And then you can have, you have more presence to, it's like Christmas presents. You have more presence to give because you have three sources or three resources available for you inside. So you can check out to see how you've been running yourself up till now. And as a mage, you'll have at least three options to choose from pretty much all the time. Thank you. I wanna ask how many people click your clicker and made free platform while Clinton was speaking? Okay. But I, I just wanna say, I discovered this possibility actually a week ago from Ana Norembuena where somebody was offering her, oh, you could do this experiment. And she immediately started doing it while the person was speaking. And I thought, God, so many of experiments I've missed on because I thought I will do it later. You know, it's for <laughs> later. And, and to realize, okay, if I do it now while the person is speaking, I can have the experience and it's a stake in the ground and it's, and it's, and it's done. It's there. I can try it already. So I just wanted to share this possibility i'd like to hear just from a couple of people who did not do it what happened and that it created that you did not do it could a couple of people share about that yeah for me it was like oh this is too complex i cannot do it i don't even have one thought why how should i have three this is this is i don't want to make this experiment so i didn't say later i said no Thank you. Thank you. I said, I don't understand. I'm going to listen to this later again. Thank you. I uh, did I it and I didn't use my clicker. Thank you. I went into confusion and I created a story that I don't have. I don't have enough clarity about this. Like, what is this? And it's theoretically, I, I can be useful, but it, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, was, I thought it, 
I was I was very excited and I thought I have to think about it at once when this mage training is over. Thank, Thank you. you. I thought it's really cool and I wrote it down and then I didn't do it because I was writing. Thank you. I was busy finding a strategy how to deal with that I didn't get the the information about the purple card and the archetypal, um, um, you know what. <laughs> and so I was busy with that and then I put it aside and then it was already over. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I did it, but I did it not on a, the platform, but I had the picture of three streams. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I anchored it in, in my body. I, I, I put one in my head, one here, one there, just in order to remember them later and go down the anchor. I do it now. Clinton said three platforms. Christina said three streams. I say three doors. <laughs> My way is better. Because <laughs> the doors might be open and the streams, you know, streams you can't grab them. Anyway, this is where the this is where the mages start having war. <laughs> My way is better. Um, Maybe no. you have not the talent to grab the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a male female thing. <laughs> I'm gonna okay I, I heard the echo coming from the other door he said he's gonna move his table DVM Shu, you, you had your hand up yes three times <clears throat> I was distracted in this thought of uh, to feel joy about this opportunity of having to think about three options that they, they come up immediately I mean I was expected distracted by how I can do that. And there was a feeling of amazement. And by this, I was distracted. Yeah, that's what I said. Thank you. I didn't feel that I would be able to do it thoroughly while also listening to Clinton talk about it. So I wrote it down for later. I, I have a sense maybe uh, Jesse and Divyam Shu, this is it's the it comes with the practice of being able to split your attention, to be able to be amazed and do an experiment, or listen and and do the experiment. Yeah. It was a good question. I say, I mean, that's how I put it now. I wasn't allowing another uh, stream of or another thought. Somebody else was saying something. Well, I, I, had, I, had a, I have a Go. question about the practice that you're proposing. So for, for me, I, I have a sense that I can speak from different parts of my body. Like, like my heart can say something or my guts can say something. My mind can say something. And is that what you're talking about? Is that where you put the platforms? No. So could you, no. could you, repeat or, or tell me again yes and so I, I get it 
Yes, and there were two practices that we've been mentioning right now. The second practice that has been not named yet is the practice that people were doing when you noticed and shared the way you subverted yourself to subvert yourself or to not suppress. To subvert means to block yourself from actually doing the thing. Subvert means to be, in a way, it's a very clear word, to betray yourself, to undermine yourself. That's what it means, to undermine your own self. Really, that was it was 15 people here who just named one of your primary tricks for staying the same, for not being a maid, for disempowering yourself. Like 15 of you just noticed exactly one of your three primary strategies for undermining yourself. And this was the second practice. So I just feel really glad about the quality of the noticing for the second practice of catching the, your, your way for subverting your own mageness. You subverted it. And, and so I feel glad about that. And to go back to Scott's question, which was the first practice, which is there's a, uh, an energetic, in our energetic body, we have different ways. This is a theme we didn't talk about talking about today, but, and I don't intend to talk about it, but I can talk about talking about it, which is, and we'll do it later, but it is that try to notice the way, the way that you interact with the world. How do you handle problems when they come up? There's every single one of us has a, this developed tricks for how to deal with impulses or incoming. It's like this, this, this like special forces word called incoming. Incoming means wake up, you know, get ready to handle damaging or fabulously wealthy opportunities that are coming coming at you. It's coming at you. And we each one of us has developed a, a particular strategy for facing into incoming stuff. And, and so that's in a way, that's what I'm, my invitation was, was for you to triple your plat, your energetic body platforms, your inner, inner, uh, it's like your screens almost, or plat it's like a workbench. It's like tripling your workbench for your resources to come out in you on. So we haven't been trained in this, but we're totally able to do it. And it's that we have usually been trained to focus on one workbench. Here is a problem. Here is the solution. Put those together. Okay, handled, next. And then, but we're not using our second and third uh, resources that are available, second and third thoughts. And so the idea is to build inside of yourself three energetic places, spaces, platforms, trampolines, swimming pools, how, you know, mixing bowls, chalkboards, however you want to call it, and build them out and, and get three options to choose from and three energy resources coming in at simultaneously rather than the, the simple linear platform there's a this is a partly a spin-off from a teaching from george gurdjieff who recommended living in three bodies at the same time that was more clearly explained by his student uh pd peter ospensky 
but he but the explanation was if you're occupying consciously three bodies at the same time you actually live three times as long or three times as intensely and, and the invitation here is to occupy five bodies at the same time so you get to live five times as long as an ordinary human being <laughs> or five times as intensely and then you don't have to chew gum or listen to so much radio in, you, because there's so much other stuff happening where you have access to resources and and uh, places to create stuff. So Scott, how's that? Yes, more clear, thank you. I'm, I'm putting a side note in the space. Like a, I, there's a little shelf about what we could go on to later. Clinton just put one about this, um, our sort of energetic design or something like that. And it escaped me. It will come back and then I'll, I'll put it on the shelf, but I wanted to put it on the shelf. So if ever it's interesting, then you can say, hey, you know, three weeks from now, let's talk about it. And it will come back to me. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Okay. What it's about the ways that we, how do we kill the intensity? What are our survival strategy about how to kill the intensity of living? And what are our, how do we, because when, when we're going to start opening to these channels and the, and, and the, the incoming is going to get bigger, like it's going to be more incoming and we have just not uh, train ourselves, our five body system to experience the intensity of being. And so we have deliver, developed tricks about how to get rid of the energy and um, I, anyway, I think it would be something that I would like to dive in with you in one of these weeks. So it's on the shelf. Thank you. I, this brings up something we talked about before that I wanted to give as a general warning to everybody here, which is as we start activating and jacking into resources that we did not know, that we did not know about, it will, it becomes rather seriously important that you get it, that this is not for you. This stuff is not for you. It is not to make, to give you a better life, to make you happier, to, to make you feel better about yourself, to think of yourself as more complete or something. This stuff is not for you because it's too much for that. If you try to contain the stuff that will arise and, and become awakened in the work that we do together, if you try to hold onto it for yourself, essentially you will explode. And what that means is it will show up like it will come out as certain kinds of liquid states or breakdowns or reactivity or gremlin feeding frenzies because you will have more energy than you'll know what to do with because you're trying to hold it in yourself. So um, I, I was able to define this more clearly when I was talking to Iska yesterday, but it was, it's this thing where you actually really need to have an outlet or a direction, a place, a space to apply 
what you will get here. And, and what you will get here is for that. It is for that. It is not for you. It is for that. It is for what you're going to create or what you are creating. And it's very important and helpful to have a specific format for your outlet, for your for the application of the resources that you'll be jacking into as a mage. And it's it will be, so there's different kinds of, essentially, I mean, I was using the word project. You need a project, you need projects. So a bunch of you have projects, a bunch of you have been considering projects, but I'm suspicious that they are not specific enough. They're too general. There's no deadline. There's no uh, price that people have to pay to get access to what you're providing. There's no name for it, or there's no, you don't have a date on it, or et cetera, et cetera. It needs to be clear and specific. And then you have a series of them. You have a, you, your life, your, your life as a mage is a series of these projects. I mean, think of Gandalf. You know, every time we saw Gandalf on this, he was, he had a project to do. He had to come here and he had a mission. He had to deliver this communication or go create something over there and call this to happen. And there's never a downtime for the mage work. And if there is, there will be, if you block the, like if you cut off yourself from projects, then, then it'll start circulating inside of you. And we, we don't, it's just not healthy. So please consider it part of what we're doing today as being, we're um, defining and we'll work on this together, but please, it's your job. It's your job to get, make sure you have projects for outlets for this stuff to go through you to that. And the that needs to be pretty specific. It can't be just heal the earth or uh, help children or any, and it has to be very clear and specific. And, and so we'll be working with each other, please, even online, even on the platform, the Telegram group, please let's get yourself in the same way that we were specifying our point of origin thing like that. Where's our point of outrigin? It's not the origin, it's the outrigin. It's like, the, where's this stuff gonna go for you? Where are you gonna put all this? And so please help, let's help each other. If you don't get it yet, please ask for help. You know, please, hey, help me specify this. I wanna, it looks like this or it smells like this or it feels like this, but I need, it needs to be really clear and specific. A brochure needs to have a, a website, it has to have a, you know, date, time, place. It has to have a cost, you know, it has to have an, like that. Please, please get that part together and before we meet again. And the sooner the better so that you have, you go, okay, I need this for that. I need this for that. And then you have necessity in a practical way. You have a practical necessity and that's, uh, and that will be a, the conductor. It'll be the way it, it can conduct through you. So please make sure that you arrange that. Thank you. I'm, I'm having a visceral experience of this building. Um, there's something in me that, that it's like, it's like I'm a kernel of popcorn and the, and the temperature is getting to the part where I, I'm about to either burn or pop. And 
my answer to why didn't I use my clicker to create those platforms was because I, I, I noticed them in me and I forgot that I have a clicker that, that, that is a tool for using a little bit, a burst of creative anger to not just create, but to redefine, to like magnify and amplify. And I've been noticing that when I'm doing my, my centering, grounding and bubbling that, that sometimes I've heard people use the term like create a, a grounding cord or unfurl it or, and, and I, I haven't said what comes up in me to say, which is no, we already have it. Just redefine it, reamplify it, like make it like, and, and to me, that's what, what magic is, 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 is finding those subtle things and making them less subtle or, or finding those subtle things and making them even less subtle or big things and making them like disappearing them, like creating and diminishing and, and I'm so glad that I got that on my, on my third platform. Good. What changed for you just now then? What, what changed over time was that, that other people brought. Wait, clarity. wait, wait. What do you mean over time? I meant now. I don't just mean now. last week. What did you get just now? What changed just now? it hit a tipping point or a bursting point or a say what the it is the the information the clarity like got so clear i had it had to be spoken and the information was was this distinction between creating and using anger to to make it more and more thank you Also not keeping it for myself as if I didn't have something to contribute, as if there wasn't an out and as if as if there wasn't an out place, a place to put it. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, often as a mage, you need to create that that outlet. That's what Clinton was saying but actually almost ongoingly, there is no space for your clarity. There is no space for your, your, your popping kernel, like your, pop, your popping popcorn. There is no space for that. So you need to make that space so that it can be in. And I just, I, it keeps coming up. So I wanna, I wanna say it is I realize that people in training space had probably happened in your training space say, in but okay here it works but in real life have you ever heard that people say in real life it doesn't work and what i realize it means is this is a held space that has a certain amount of possibility and so but when they leave this held space that you're holding these possibility disappear and that they think that is real life <laughs> and so 
And so when I was just going to give this possibility, when people say that in your spaces, yeah, but, yeah, but it doesn't work like that in real life. Just get it that it's it because for them, real life is ordinary and you can put it on the table and say, okay, that doesn't, your, what real life is attached to doesn't have to mean ordinary or lack of possibility or lack of space or lack of connection or lack of love or it can be, it can be something different. And then this, this held, then it's taking back the authority. I mean, this training was called mage spaceholder training. It's the work of taking back the authority that you are ongoingly the spaceholder for the possibility that you want to create and the spaces that you you need to um, deliver, deliver your clarity, deliver your distinction, deliver um, what, what the resources are telling you to deliver. You're ongoingly the spaceholder for that. <clears throat> I'd like to say that there is an orientation that we have been oriented to, which is to try to understand what's happening for, in this space. And so there's a desperation in us to try to understand this. If I can understand this, then I can use it. And the invitation is to shift into a different orientation to what is happening in this space. And the shift is to shift away from trying to understand it into trying to steal it trying to capture it, encapsulate it, put it, put it into a part of yourself. Like let, so here's the thing, you, you can try this. Use your clicker and make yourself a mage battery inside of your energetic body. Just make yourself a mage battery. So it can be a certain color, a certain size, but it has ability to, to capture and hold. It's like a super, it is a superconductor. I don't know if you're familiar with what a superconductor is, but you, uh, copper, for example, has a capacity at a certain low temperature. Its molecular structure changes so that it has zero resistance to electricity. Whereas ordinary copper has, if you put too much current through it, it will heat up because of its resistance and melt down. When it gets to a certain temperature, like I forget how many degrees below zero, it shifts its, its physical properties so that it has no more resistance to electrical current. And then at that point, it can hold a very high, almost, almost unlimited amount of current going through it without heating up. And so your mage battery is like that. The mage battery has a capacity to charge nearly instantaneously from space. And it will, it will can, it can, it, there's no delay time between trying, like understanding is such a slow and antique process. It is old technology. It is, and, all, and it also, God, it's like, I don't know, stacking up wooden blocks that have letters on it and trying to put them in a certain order hoping that the, the stacking doesn't get knocked down because as soon as the stacking gets knocked down, you won't be able to read what the letters say on your wooden block. That's what understanding is like. And, and so what we're talking in terms of your mage battery is it you become that. You, become, you are that, you hold that, you, you capture that. 
And so your mage battery can take chart, take, take, uh, it isn't, you're not copying the space. You're actually, it's actually in you already, but you don't have a place to hold it. Like, so that's what Chloe is saying. So you leave this space and then there's nothing to hold. You had no mage battery before, so you couldn't hold, there's nothing to hold this. So then it's gone. The space is gone and you cannot access it anymore because your understanding isn't superior enough in complexity to hold this space, the mage space. So what you can do is you just open your, you open the contact for your mage battery and it's just charged with this space. And then you essentially seal it off and you have it, you have that. And then from now on for eight weeks or as long as you want after that, you, you get to have this space. So you will not lose, you don't, you don't lose, you won't have this intellectual feeling of, I understand that it is logical. It makes sense to a certain part of my mind. I can repeat the words. The logic is clear. And you have this kind of a, a, a linear logic understanding of, of what mage space is or the resources or your three platforms or et cetera, et cetera, whatever else we encounter, which will be a lot. So you won't be able, but at the same time, but the thing is, instead of understanding it, you will have access to the source of it. And that's what's also necessary if you're if you're doing, for example, expand the box trainings where you have maps, a thought map, a thought map. If you try to tell it to somebody from your understanding, you are killing the thought map. You are killing it. You are making it dead. And the, the way to bring a map into a space is by going back to the source of the map and rediscovering it and through rediscovering the, the source, the experience of the actual map, you'll bring it alive into the space and the people will get the map in their mage battery to whatever extent they can. So this is what you're, this is what's happening here. So if you consciously build, you know, have yourself a mage battery, you can come in and capture the point of the, the origin, the, sort of the resource of the mage space. And then you'll have this wherever you go day and night and you can, you can function from it as, as because it's inside of you. You're, you're connected into the source of the mage space and you don't have to, there's still work to be able to new, use new vocabulary or uh, the customs that we've talked about already or these things you will have to use some effort to remember in certain ways or some practices you'll have to remember but it won't be understanding will not get you anything out of mage space. It won't, it just isn't going to make you successful in mage space. Understanding is not going to get it for you. What's going to get it for you is capturing it, like owning it, going to the source of it. And so if you have your mage battery and you, and you have your grounding cord, center grounding cord bubble, you, these things and your three platforms, you'll already be in a, in a different relationship to reality than you were before. And that will give you access to resources that you didn't have before. And so we'll be, we'll be ongoingly uh, calling them forth and, and making practicing, making use of, we haven't even started practicing anything yet, but we will be ongoingly practicing, making use of those resources. And the way to get them is to capture them in your mage battery rather than trying to understand them in your mind as you learned at school.
Clinton, I heard you say, and, and there wasn't a, a point to, to stop, but I heard you say, I need this for that. I need this for that. And, mm -hmm. and so I, I need the mage battery and to, to access my source. So I, so I, I can express from that place of source instead of a place of understanding. I need this for that. It's the other way around, Shannon, the flow goes the other way. So if you create a necessity, if you, if for example, your project, your, 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 um, the space that you're going to create, the training, the book, the film, the your, your website, that you have to have, you have the that first, and then you need this, which is the resource for that, and the, the that your project is a magnet. It's a magnet, it's a necessity that calls forth the resource. So the resource isn't going to show up until you have really a necessity. For so that, I need this. Right. You need the resource for the for the necessity. For the for the for the necessity, you need the resource. I need this, the resource for that, the necessity to fulfill the necessity. Uh... Oh, okay. I need this resource. Yeah, it goes the other way. For that necessity. Yeah, and it's, and it's I, I, I wrote that down to get to it later, but creating necess necessity, to creating authentic necessity is one of the mage tools. We'll be developing that. But that's what a, that's what a real question is, is to create authentic necessity. And when you create authentic necessity then the resource has reason to come in to come into existence to come into the flow of it once you have it when you have necessity and a, and a request like the question then you have a reason for the resource to show up and it, it's not just theoretical you won't it isn't the universe conserves know-how for example you won't get know-how before you have the necessity before you have a commitment so you commit to the, to the outcome and it creates this flow of necessity that can call forth the resource. And then the universe is going, yeah, baby, here you go. But if you don't commit first, I mean, you know, there were people who wanted to come to mage training and couldn't come up with the money. And they were blocked at the money level. And it's so... Okay, we, you're start, you guys already know how that works to a large degree. Like even if you don't have the money, you go, I need this. I'm coming to this what, no matter what. I'm, I want, you know, I'm going there. I will do whatever it takes to become whatever it takes so that this happens for me in my life. You guys all did that. But there were people out there who didn't who didn't have that part of creation yet. They didn't get that part. They got blocked because they didn't have the money to, because they were thinking to get the money before they committed to come here. They thought they needed to have the money before they could. It goes the other way around. You need to commit first before the money would show up. You need, to, you need to have the necessity before the resource comes. And that's, that's what this... Uh, creating authentic necessities about. So I just want to, well, I'm sure we'll get more into this, but that I just wanted to tell you, there were a number of people who didn't make it into this space because of that. 
One second. See, Amanda, you're waiting. Right? It was so waiting not, for the second yeah, and third thing. Okay, but okay, timing is everything. So, Julia, okay. go ahead. Julia. Imagine I heard you say that we hadn't, that we didn't even start the practice yet. And the only reason why I'm still here is because I'm telling myself this is the practice. It is the practice. Yeah. So I, I, I want to say that because yeah, I heard you say it's not, we haven't started the practice, but we're yeah. in it. Yeah, in a way we haven't, in a way we are in it. So, and, and I'd like to go into, um, out of the talking space into a practice space. More this is a not a talking space. space. Okay, well. I notice, I notice I'm struggling to stay present because there's so many words and my mind is kind of, yeah, falling apart. And um, that's accurate. So Julia, let it fall apart. Let the thing happen. You just give us an accurate description. And in this case, thank you for the cards. It's it's not a, um, there's nothing to heal about that. It doesn't need a healing. But when the, the thing that, we're, we're, the, the words that people are saying, what we're saying is not containable in the structure that you built in there before now. And so, and, but they're making sense in another part of you, in your energetic body, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, I get this, but it doesn't match your mind. So your mind, the construct, the listening, the words, is, needs to reorder itself. When it falls apart, you will feel sad and grief about having constrained yourself to a construct that was less valid than the one that you're discovering here. And so the grief is an or, it's a liquid state necessary for the reordering that's happening so that you can but the, your job will be to pay attention. Your job will be to hang in there and to distract yourself by going into small groups and doing feedback and coaching so you understand that your practicing is not the solution. The solution is let the thing fall apart. And if you feel something, we, we're gonna, you're, you know, that would be appropriate. It would be completely appropriate to let the tears come. Jesse was blocking tears also. There's other people blocking stuff that, that isn't necessary to block it. It's not going to help. Sibylla, also, you were blocking stuff. So don't try to not block the feelings while you hang into it. Like we're riding a bucking bronco, and it's going to go like this for eight weeks, not just you know on Tuesdays. It's going to go eight weeks like this, riding this thing. Stuff's going to start appearing differently for you. Let the feelings happen so that the reordering can happen. If you block the feelings, you'll be stuck in a, and it isn't so much about, you'll be stuck in an old shape if you block the feelings. And it's not so much about, it isn't really about so many healing processes. You guys have done a lot of wonderful emotional healing processes. Sometimes that will be necessary. And it's more about the transformational process. It's more about letting the reordering happen or the expansion happen, or this different energy flow happen inside of you, like letting that happen. And you will feel stuff, trying to heal that is not the answer. So we'll have to distinguish between the evolutionary process and a healing process. 
So when it, so still, Julie, you're still kind of blocking it. You don't have to, you know, just don't drip the tears on your keyboard. It'll fry your computer and that will not, that's verboten. Is that helpful? Are you getting this? Did you ride that one? Can you say it back? Will you say it back, please? Whatever you got. I get that I'm like, I, I notice how I'm locking and at the same time, I'm not locking now. So I'm letting it come and I hear that, that, that there's difference between evolutionary process and emotional healing process. And yeah. Keep going a few more words, say about twice as much as you just said, keep going, okay, it's helpful. That, yeah, that this is the place to fall apart because then the mind can rearrange and more can land also in my other bodies. There's, just let your mouth move before you even know what you're going to yeah. say. You're doing fantastic. Just keep it going. It doesn't really make sense to my mind. So I, I'm trying to find words. And it, they're stored somewhere in me from what you said, but they're just, they're just words. Like I'm, 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 I feel like I'm entering a space where there's actually, there's words, but they're, they're just words. Yeah, I Thank feel you. fear and I feel sad mm -hmm. and that's what's alive. Thank you. I, wanna, I want to, that was fantastic. Please, thank you, it was wonderful. I want to throw in something that's necessary for us to pay attention to right now, which is that as Anne Chloe and I were interviewing each of you to come into this space, we needed to see if you had enough matrix to not be crazy. And the, the problem is that many of us the reason that you did not get sucked into modern culture as completely as most people out there is because you have been abused in different ways. You've been abused in certain ways. And so it puts a crack in your acceptance of modern culture. It puts a crack in it. And so the problem is that the abuse is very close to crazy making. It's like, I wanted to believe in modern culture. I wanted to believe in it. I wanted to follow my father's example. I wanted the presidents of the United States of America to be real people that I could respect, that I could honor. I wanted men to see me and help me grow into my potentials. I wanted training in how to relate to the world, to create what I wanted to create. And I wanted to know how to be with women and children and animals and possibility. And I got none of it. And I was abused. They sent me to fucking prison school. And so this shock is the same kind of shock you have for different reasons. You have this shock in you. And so Anne Chloe and I, we had to check you to make sure you could lose it, that you could lose the construct 
that you're holding onto as, as a kind of a fake mask in the world and lose that and not have this abusive, broken, like craziness take you over. And, and because it will feel pretty close to it sometimes. It will feel like it. It will feel like you are on this edge of they have betrayed me. Modern culture is gone. Now, now these, this, there's this mage training and there's no foundation for it in my world. The thing is, there's a foundation for it in the world. In reality, there's a huge foundation for this work. It's because it's how the world works. There's possibility. There's potential. There's services to be provided. There's huge resources that we don't even touch and each of us can have access. This is all how the world works. We just have not been trained and it does not work according to linear logic like we've been given from school. It doesn't work by lawyer logic except at some levels. And so this, we had to check you out to see if it would be okay for you to have this exact experience, Julio, exactly what you're experiencing right now, beginning of having the things that we're saying and the spaces that we're moving into together, not match your construct, your inner construct and have what we're talking about be more real than your inner construct. And you know this, you go, yes, of course, it works like that. The world works like this and you, it's, your, it's an energetic cellular knowing that you have about, yes, yeah, stuff works like this. Or God, does it really work like this? I'm going to do that experiment. And you find out it works like this. And the breakdown, like this shift from having our knowing, you know, our fake constructed knowing melt down into this new connection with the world. In between that, there's this reminder of those times when we were being abused. And so just know that it's not that. You know, I'll go, oh yeah, this, they were doing this to me. You know, my parents, my, my father, my mother, the kids next door, my uncle, my grandfather, my grandmother, they were doing this stuff to me. The teachers, the priests, these people did this stuff to me and it felt wrong. It didn't fit. And I, you were being shocked and abused and it's, it's like psychological, emotional abuse this is turned into the fact that you're not hypnotized by modern culture. And the, the, the sensations of shifting from the teachings of modern culture to the mage training spaces, they're the gap in between feels, can feel the same as being psychologically and emotionally abused. It can feel like that. And so then you can navigate and go, okay, here we are that thing is that thing is melting away the thing that i pretended to believe in the thing that i trusted you know the thing that they told me it's just and then and as it falls away you'll find this other experience in yourself that is irrefutable i mean so often i remember this time with martina when you were she was in this raid one day rage workshop in Robinsburg, and I'd never saw her before. She was a friend of a friend, and she walks in, 
And by the afternoon, she's ready to do standing rage. And the space was on the edges of being able to hold it. But, and Chloe and I were there and we held the space and we held the, the standing rage work and she, it was fantastic. And her whole nervous system changed around and she had this experience and a couple of the people in the space were freaking out as if we had done something bad to her or as if she had a bad experience being so angry at whoever she was making a boundary at. And, and I, I start trying to talk to this guy and get, hey, he's like, don't worry, Martina, God will, you know, God, that must have been horrible. And I'm going, you know, come on, come on. I'm trying to give him a logical explanation. And Martina takes over the space and she says, don't worry. There's nothing he can say to, to change my mind about this. This was fantastic. I had the experience. He cannot take that experience from me. He cannot take the experience away from me. And I just think about that so often was this, it's that's what this is going to be about. That's what this is. We're going to enter new connections with stuff and, and it will be experiential. It will not be rational in a certain way. And nobody can take this away from you. And the world will work differently for you after this. And so in a way, I'm glad that there's this many of us together on this journey, because when you get out there and you're in a, a space with your quote unquote friends, quote unquote relatives, quote unquote uh, acquaintances, you know, you're around people, your colleagues, and you have three platforms inside of you all dumping in resources and they only have one and it's not working very well. And, and, you, and you just, you're just going to go, uh, I'd like to talk to you about the possibility of adding in two other platforms so we could have a more lively conversation. And they'll go, what? You know, they're gonna, there won't be people who understand what you're talking about, but the people here will. So please, let's use this as a, uh, you know, this is our community. This is a global community of mage workers. And please, this is a place where people understand what you're going through. So please use it for that. Don't, don't get the concept that you're alone out there, even when, even when other people who you thought understood you don't understand you anymore. And you can, you can go to them and you can say, I understand that you don't understand what I just said and I'm okay with that, something like that. Or I can answer any question you want, just ask it more precisely and be prepared for real answers. You can just, so there's, there's a lot of possibilities in terms of, or just just open up the, another workshop, you know, do another about the questions that people have that are not so obviously answered. Just open up another talk space or workspace and say, and invite people in. We have about 27 minutes. If, if I listen to this all, uh, my heart opens so wide and um, I'm, it's feeling like, com like coming home and um, everything you said, I, I could say, okay, 
could take a stand for. And um, yes, thank you. The picture, what came just in my mind about what you said, Clinton, with the, you said, Outrichin, Outrichin, or how you spell it, Outrichin, um, feels to me like this is just possible when I really have my point of origin in my center and I am there to throw it like an arc, arc into the space so that actually then the, the bright principles can enter this, this, I don't know, I have no words, not yet. It feels like throwing an arch and that opens up a space with where the bright principles can serve and support that point or the, this outrigen, it's kind of a, it's a split in consciousness, which will be served by consciousness. It's kind of a teamwork. <laughs> um, Try to not laugh while you're saying this. Mm. The, it, because uh, it undermines the uh, credibility in a way <clears throat> of, for, of yourself. Yeah. You, try you. to take yourself seriously as you talk, as you open up the space with what you're discovering. So could you say the last two things again without, you can have the ecstasy, just don't joke about it. Mm. You get one, try that. What I, what I found is that when, when I throw the arch, the, my point of outreaching into the future that there opens up a space where the, the bright principles which are serving are floating into that space and they they are supporting this teamwork of creation yeah mm. yeah that's it i'm really amazed by what's happening here because I had some questions and you answered them, Clinton and Anna Chloe. I had necessities that I was working with about things that I, about other necessities for other people who I'm serving that they have. And I'm just amazed at how Echo works, that you spoke out these things and how important they are for the projects that I'm working on. And I had, I noticed early in the call, resistances coming up. And then when you said, this is not for you, and I really connected to that, it, they disappeared and suddenly I was, you were saying things that applied directly to my questions. 
and I, I'm, I'm aware that so much of what is happening in this space is energetic. It's mostly energetic. And I feel, I guess it's joy. It's like tears want to come in. I think it's joy at being in a space like this where that works, where that happens. Thank you. Just the fear, the tears come, okay? It's like so many of us right now, for the whole time, have had tears. And it's okay. It's like something will happen when we can just sit and cry together, and something else will come through. And we're just so good at blocking that. And, and we've been betrayed and fooled and disrespected for so long and not honored what our potential is. And people have just given us bullshit on every dimension for so long, spiritual bullshit, religious bullshit, political power bullshit, games being played out that are just disrespectful they are dishonoring our possibilities and for so long and we've just survived well you know the game's over the game's over when we move to the other side and unfold this stuff for other people you this is your service is to unfold their service and all of a sudden they can deliver what they came here to deliver they're just not going to believe the bullshit anymore and that's what we're here for. And this is what, this is how it will go. And I'm, I'm not talking about people on the street so much. Like just yesterday, I got instructions to uh, deliver a message to this world famous science fiction author. And so I'm scared, you know, I'm going, okay, I have to research the guy. I have to go, you know, I've, so, so no, no, I need to go talk to him. And so, like that you will you will have people to talk to messages to deliver processes to navigate you know information to divulge and and to, for you know, quote unquote whatever thought leaders thought leader people this this space is one of the cutting edges of human consciousness on earth since the minute we opened up the platform since the first minute we turned this thing on it was already a cutting edge of human consciousness. It is like, and Chloe said, a discovery conversation. So with this much intelligence, who already knows how to feel, who already knows five bodies, who already has gremlin at the side, who already has low drama, high drum, who already has this, this is one of the most advanced cutting edges of consciousness on the planet. And you have jobs to do. You have jobs for your resources to come through. So it is for that. This is for that. And then when the that comes, just feed it. Just do it. Move, just handle the jobs that come. So Amanda, you're getting the picture. You're already in contact with the Eco Village in in Costa Rica. Okay, okay. There's five other circles you need to be talking to right now, and they're all connected to other circles. Just like everybody, you're connected to circles who are connected to circles. Fly. This is. It's time to fly. And so this is what we're this is what we're unleashing together is a flying club. It's like here we go.
Thank you. It's really landing for me what <clears throat> this idea of, of there's, or this reality, there is no, like there's no foundation for mage training in modern culture, but there's a foundation for it in reality. And as I was, something came up for me as that was said and all this talk of abuse is being said is there's a part of what originally the phrasing of it was, I don't want to give up on modern culture because they see aspects of modern culture which have brightness and beauty. Like there's people in modern culture that I love and that I care about. But it's, it, then it, I realized what I actually don't want to give up on is reality. And that's when the tears came, is that I, I am so scared about that, having that distinction and the destruction that it can bring to really bursting bubbles. And, but I realized that for a long time, there's been a part of me that has given up on reality because I didn't recognize that distinction. And I, I don't think I can live with that, without that distinction anymore. In the next weeks, each of us is going to be experimenting in the ways we can experiment. It has to do with our matrix, has to do with our, the way we interact with our circumstances. So if as different people experiment and report on experiments in different ways, I'm gonna repeat what Anne Chloe said before, Please do not judge, criticize, try to um, compare the kinds of experiments that you're doing compared to other people. It's a, it's a celebration time, really. It's a celebration time. Any experiment you can do, any experiment you can do is, is revolutionary. And so this is a space, it is not a space of comparison, of competition of a judgment or criticism has nothing to do with that. This is only about celebrating the kinds of experiments we can do and each one will be different. And so you've done a huge amount of preparations to come into this space. And it's about celebrating the, the success of those celebrations. Do what you can, try what you want, make notes, you know, build stuff discuss it in your possibility teams, try new things, you know, do like, and Chloe, she's, she just comes up. She's, I'm doing something. She goes, I'm going to give a work talk about the dark feminine. What, you know, 
And then she does it three days later or something, five days later, she's doing this work talk on stuff she just thought up and then she'll do the next experiment. And so it's like that. It's just, please <clears throat> just do the experiments that you, you have been longing to do that this mage part of you has been longing to do, do your mage work, do your, do the experiments, the, those parts of you. I remember talking to Divyam Shu last summer and we got to live in a, a little part of his uh, building that was right next to his office. And his office is so archetypal. He's got this little homeopathics office and it's just so archetypal. It's this tiny little wooden wooden room. It's all with the floor creaks, the door creaks, everything creaks. It's this old, old 300 year old building in the middle of this old town in Germany. And he's, he's, he's got this little desk and you walk in and you get to be, he's the apothecary. He's the, he's the homeopath. And, but that's not it. It's like what he wrote in the, in the uh, telegram message. You know, he's, what did you write? I'm, what did you just say you were? You're muted. You turn your mic on. The wizard, the alchemist, and the healer. So, so, so I look at, like, I don't know what he's wearing exactly now, but if you look at this guy, he's occupying the space of the wizard, the alchemist, and the healer. He's, he's occupying that space. And it's like, he, he already was that, and, and he, so I, I don't know if this is true, but for a while, he's, Divyam Shu is saying, his client walks in and goes, do you want me to talk to you as a, as a homeopath? Or do you want me to talk to you as a wizard, an alchemist, and a healer? And he gives them two chairs to sit in. You get to sit in this chair or that chair. And they sit in the, the, what chair they want. And so in the magician's chair. <laughs> that is <laughs> Oh man, and I kicked myself in the butt because I we left kind of all of a sudden and I should have gone in and sat in the in the magician's chair and had him tell me stuff. Oh man, I missed an opportunity. But that's what I'm trying to say is please occupy the new mage space in yourself, doing whatever experiments that that come for you. And play, you know, and this is a celebration space to share that stuff. I just wanted to say, Clinton, what really touched me is the um, is having the sense of gratitude for where I come from and what what I've been gone through to be here and to be with a bunch of absolutely amazing people and feeling the matrix and the space and yeah, there's this real yeah sense in me of like being at the right time at the right place and it's yeah. And I had a, a healing process with Anna just two days ago where I was practicing flying instead of falling. So yeah, really love, yeah, being touched. Thank you. I wanna say that I, I notice when one of you shares and says Clinton at the beginning, then I, it's like, okay, this sharing is not for me. And I feel sad and I feel angry and scared about it because then it's, 
it's about Clinton instead of being about the circle. And so I would, and, and then it's like, okay, what's, what's the purpose? I know that it seems like when you refer to Clinton it's because he said that, trying to refer to what Clinton said, but it, it, in, in a sense, I, I have the experience that it exclude everybody else from the jewels of that, of your own experience of the journey that you're going through right now. And I, yeah, it, it, it does something. Can I have a do-over? <laughs> I'm, I'm having a do-over. <laughs> I want to say how I feel touched and moved by what's landing for me within this space that um, being at the same at the right time in the right place and what touched me was the sensing the gratitude for the abuse and the not being heard and not having landed my what I bring into spaces and um, a deeper sense of yeah that there's first of all a bunch of others who have similar experiences and yeah, feeling the matrix in the space that everyone is bringing here. And thank, thank you, Aunt Chloe, for the feedback. Thank you. Yeah, and, and what you shared, Sibylla, was different. Mm. It was different. Yeah. Yeah. When you were sharing for the first time, you did M, and I did not show it. And I did not show it because I went with the speed of my box. And I waited for my box to catch up. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I would like to offer that there's a <clears throat> try to pay I mean try to pay attention and notice how after this conversation, even just this conversation now that we have had together you're getting a choice and the choice is what life will you lead and if you choose your mage life then your other life your social life your I'm a good person life, or I'm a bad person life, or I'm not good enough life, or I'm, I'm a engineer, I'm a teacher life, whatever the thing, I'm a, I'm a good wife or good husband life, this whole, that life will no longer hang together. It will, you know, the life of I'm a good mom, or I'm a bad mom, or whatever the life was that you had before. If you if you step into, if you step out of this call, and have your point of origin in your mage life, your other life will reorder around that. And there's two ways that's going to happen. One is you never come back to this call, and you drink a lot for a while and you go into some major low dramas or get sick or something and forget about the mage life. That's one possibility. Another possibility is you go back out there and you have 
this mage life starting to happen inside of you, but you're trying to protect or hold together this outside, this show life, the, the German life, the American life, the, the Mexican life, whatever the, the life is that you're trying to hold together out there, the ordinary person life, the acceptable person, you will fight against that thing changing. So you think that you can have secret mage life. And you'll have this battle. There will be this raging battle between these two worlds inside of you. I don't recommend that. So it is possible to get off this call, tell everybody I'm never coming back here again. Don't ever talk to me. Fuck you. You're, you're all insane. You can do that. We will give you your money back. That's totally fine. We'll do whatever we can to help you back into the ordinary world. We'll do whatever we can to help you. But if you're going to go into your mage life, the suggestion is to gracefully let your other life burn or fall apart or reorder itself. Like let, let the thing gracefully fall apart. I was in a conversation with Sophia Magdalena recently where she was facing into owning a lot of physical possessions and having to deal with them and so that you would think that you have to be responsible or like figure out how to sell this who to give this to where to store that you know should i keep it should i not keep it is it whatever what does that mean who will care if i whatever so this is this is the kind of arguing with it or making it rational and, and what we figured out was you could just take this stuff down to the street in Germany. And in Germany, there's this custom that if you put stuff out at a certain place on the sidewalk, it's freebie flea market time. And anybody who walks by can just grab whatever they want. And so she goes, oh, yeah. And they were she was taking boxes and boxes full of stuff on the street. And it would go, Pfft. it was just integrated into other people's lives. She goes, wow. <laughs> that's what I mean by gracefully. So there's great, you can gracefully let go of stuff, of, of parts of your other, other world. But this is, this is all personal decision. It's all up to you. I'm only sharing this from learning things the long, hard, painful, slow way. And so you don't have to do that. So I encourage you to con consciously decide if you're going to exit this team and get out of here and, and never talk to us again. Or if you're going to go out there and do battle with and try to have a split personality and have one life in your mage life, or are you going to let the thing reorder and start, you know, walking through the street wearing, you know, one of these weird hats and a stick and a, you know, a, a bag of things around your waist, you know, and just to pull stuff out. I, are you, are you going to, how are you let, are you going to let the, fake world fall apart and really stand in your mage life even when you're on a bus at a bus stop or at a, and when you're on a phone call with your mom or whatever so that i would offer that as a uh, encouragement And Chloe, yeah, it's it's about yeah, Sophia speaking. Magdalena. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I was just saying, and from my own experience, starting the major training just some months ago, it feels really like burning. It's really burning down. And so please, please let yourself burn down. Let the whole construct burn down because what comes out on the other side is so beautiful. It is so incredible, insanely not capable of putting it in words. Amazingly awesome life. And it feels like shit in the beginning. And all your parts fight. They fight like hell to stop you but you don't need to stop. So don't stop. It's awesome. You. Thank you. Keep your grounding cord while you're burning and dropping your stuff on the street. (laughs) This is about the wrap up time or the end of this live session. I, there is some challenges on like ongoing challenges for the next eight weeks, which includes a movie, a website, watching, watching a movie from the list, what reading, mm-hmm. reading one of the websites and watching um, emotional healing process recorded on the create possibility. The invitation would be to please report what on your journey, how, what you got like what did you notice what was an experiment you got from a movie a quote that you got from a movie a distinction that you got from an emotional healing process or from a website please be share your journey share your journey and and that opens door also for other people to ah i was like okay i need to read this website or that's next for me or okay i'm 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 off in a completely different movie and this is what's going on for me over there and yeah yeah and for the 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 additional challenge like experiment for this week i would offer to practice with this first thought second thought third thought and so when you get question really simple questions you know how are you doing or or comments good morning or even when you start opening space i don't know if you if you guys are holding possibility teams and workshops or rage club it's like you just stand there in silence and you feel your first thought that you had thought of before thinking oh this is going to be my opening sentence and you go to the second thought and then you go to the third thought and practice with this and the the platforms the different the different resources to relate to the world Okay, any, any, anybody need anything right now? You mentioned 10 emotional healing processes, like the top 10 that you would suggest, and I couldn't see that list anywhere. It's a pin, it's a pin message. And in the pin message, there's the movies, the website, and the process, which are hashtag, it's like, yeah, it's in the message. And You're if you go on top of the list. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, then I just want to K anything, Miss K. I find myself in a place I've often found myself in my life of not 
like being dropped into something that is uh, strange and unfamiliar and yet um, I don't know, fully open, uh, letting it come into me, through me. Thank you. I also want to check with Tatiana. Yes. I am mm. experiencing a lot of fear and it makes a huge space in me and around me. And I'm just sitting with it. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm just amazed that I made it to be here. And just, I get food, food I was longing for my whole life. And it's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. May we start together on the journey and see you on the Telegram group. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much, Bye, everyone. everyone. Thank, Bye. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.